seen some really bad decisions up here from from referees and, and officials. Now the hype is over. This is reality. But, um, but you accept that it's sometimes part of the, the game. He's turned his back. He does not see that challenge. No. He cannot prove to any of us he's seen a challenge. It's a complete and utter dive. I've got to say, that was the worst I've seen. The guy, Eric, is nowhere near touching him. And the referee's actually in a good position. The, the linesman is, is in a good position. So to give a penalty for that was absolutely incredible. You put a battle with El Hajj Juf. <laughs> sure did. Much was made of your battle with Joey Barton in the build-up to this. How was it out there? Easy, yeah, it's fine. Sinclair's corner. <laughs> makes the difference with a cracking header. Celtic strike first in the derby of derbies. Well, there was no battling whatsoever. Uh, I think it was more media. Uh, I made no issue whatsoever. A deal has been done and agreed, so it doesn't matter if a Premiership side comes in. A deal has been done between Rangers and Hibs, and Scott Brown wants to go to Rangers. That's what I'm telling you. You feel you got the better of them then, certainly given the scoreline? I think the scoreline talks for itself. I think uh, at the end of the day, it shows you how it was pretty much men versus boys at the end of the day. But uh... beats on here for Dembele. First two ahead of Cinderos. It is Musa Dembele. Sinclair not far away. Dembele finds Say to him when Celtic scored the second goal, you seemed to have a quick chat. Oh, I was just making sure he was alright. Was he? Thanks, so. At this moment in time, a deal has been verbally agreed between Rangers and Hibs on a fee, and that Scott Brown wants to go to Rangers. Hello, and welcome to a special. 90 Minutes Cynic Podcast. I'm your host Chris Gallagher um, and I'm joined with uh, one of the great football analysts of the 21st century, Louis McCaffrey. Uh, thanks very much. Do you know what I was thinking? You haven't called me um, By DJ in a while. Um, Which, you know, I would like to get back to that. The owl is, is yeah, it's alright, but I like DJ better. Okay, DJ. Um, and it's always special when the three of us are in a room, you know, special podcast. Well, I've not introduced the third man. I don't get The Hulk it. Hogan of the podcast. I didn't give anything away. Um, Kieran Haran, Kieran Haran, the, Ga- the Gary Neville. But as obviously before my name was mentioned, I never knew who it was because we three are the best. Well, I'm certainly the best. Um, but no, uh, so we're doing a special podcast because we had the Tom Boyd interview, which was very successful. If you haven't listened to it yet, check out our speaker account, speaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic, or check us out on iTunes. If you're listening to this, it's the episode above. So just look above you. That's the episode where we had that we've been very proud of recently. Um, moving forward with this episode, we are looking at the Scottish Cup semi-finals. This is a small preview podcast. It's something we did at the way back at the very very start. Where we would preview individual games and release them as podcasts. Um, so we're, we're just doing this from a sort of special point of view to have two out this week. So uh, Celtic versus Rangers. Um, at Hampden Park 
on Saturday the Sunday. Sunday. There we go. First fuck up. Um, Sunday. <laughs> what Sunday? What's the date? Uh, it's this Sunday. Whatever day. Is twenty fourth, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fourth. Midday. Right, we should have the date. That's one That's thing we should have. We should have the well, date. Listen, just turn up on Sunday if you're going to get. That's the twenty third. It's the twenty third. We are obviously um, we're all very mixed emotions in terms of how we're feeling about it. Um, you know, we're going to t- we're actually going to look at Rangers a little bit more in detail than we normally would because it is a Scottish Cup semi final. Because it is uh, a massive roadblock. Um, standing in front of us on the way to the treble so we do need to realise what we're playing against and what we're up against And but we're going to start with Celtic today it was revealed to, we're recording on Wednesday it was revealed today that Scott Brown will be available with it I just want to ask Louis what your thoughts are on the fact that Celtic appealed it because they've got a lot of criticism for doing what every single team in the world would do which is use the appeal system to their advantage Um if we hadn't had Brown, would it have been a massive loss? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think the game... I, th- I think it would, have been, it would have had a huge factor, definitely in the build-up to the game and certainly the game itself. Just from a point of view of the confidence that that would... I'm sure that would have given Rangers confidence going into the game because Scott Brown's been so pivotal to everything that we've done this season I mean this is by far his best season for Celtic Um, and the the energy leadership that he brings to the team um, there's not a lot I I wouldn't say there was a lot of leaders in the Celtic team you take the fact that Lustig's not been playing recently you take him and Lustig out of that team captain, vice-captain there's not a lot of leaders uh, in the Celtic team and, and this is the time when you need those characters uh, to drive the team forward. So I think it would have been a massive loss. But as you say, Celtic have done what every other team would have done. And, you know, considering the circumstance and the lead-up to that incident, um, you know, I, I think we're we're absolutely within our rights to use the, the rule book to our advantage and and to be honest, we haven't actually, you know, used the rule book in any way. I mean, most of the time clubs will appeal red cards. Um, whether I think they, it will be, you know, rescinded or, or down to a yellow, I actually think they've got a bit of a case. If you look at that and that tackle in itself compared to other tackles, you could argue that it possibly was just a yellow card. Um, uh, well, look, look, we'll come we'll to that just yeah. in a second. Um, Kieran, what are your kind of thoughts on Brown? I mean, he's been, as Louis said, pivotal. Yeah, I, I've, I've, whenever I've Scott Brown, on the odd occasion that he's not played, you can feel there's a there's a there's a loss with the team. There's the not so much the motivation, but it's just the kind of general kind of um, kind of pushing forward. Uh, he doesn't drive the team forward with his kind of skill. He just drives the, the team forward with his personality and his leadership. And he makes sure people know where they are. Like we said, I mean, Stuart Armstrong's a possibility of becoming a future leader, but at the moment he's still just he's just still kind of um, getting his form together and he's getting his game together, which he spent this season doing. Um, we've seen him, we've seen him improve so much dramatically over the season. The next maybe year or two, he'll then maybe start to think of right. You know what? I might become more of a senior player. Um, and I'll then look at my leadership skills and take more on, which yeah, is fine through. I agree with that. Yeah. But just now we do we do need Brown, and it's not so much it's, it's not for his footballing qualities. We know ourselves Brown's a good player, but he's not the best. But it's just his just general kind of aura around him by being that captain. Also, the experience that comes with it as well. Um, a few of them have experienced one or two games this season, but. This this is possibly the most high pressure old firm game we've had, possibly since they died. Two, two, aye, before they died, because last season there was no pre- there was no pressure, because the two games we played they were down in lower leagues they were struggling. Although we lost one of the games, I think we lost that. It wasn't them winning the game; we lost it by yeah. our performance, and we also lost on penalties as well. Right, as yeah. well, so this is this is now where there's because of obviously it's. No disrespect to Aberdeen and Hibs, but you feel if you win this game, the momentum will be with us to win the to win the cup final. Hopefully, so this is the most important game now to get us to that that cup final. Yeah. So that's where the pressure is. Yeah, I mean, I made the point that you know a cup final is a cup final. So if we get to the cup final and we lose, at least we got to the cup final. Um, because it, as we know, anything can happen in football. Anything can happen in a cup final. Just as long as we're there, 
then we can do you, you, one game at a time. The, uh, the other thing, very quickly before we leave Scott Brown, is I think it will be you know it, let's. Let's assume that the the appeal is unsuccessful and he is banned for two games and he misses out on the league, oh, uh, the league Glasgow derby. Um, a well fired up Scott Brown. I mean, Scott Brown will be absolutely desperate to win, even more so than usual at the weekend, knowing that he'll be out of the second game. Yeah. However, we need to make sure, or he needs to make sure, he curbs up because. What happened with that tackle? That's that's the Scotland of last year and years before, where he's just been that hot headed and diving. That is the first time I think I've seen him this season do that, where he's been properly out of control, really wound up. I know he does his, his wee sneaky, snidey wee kicks here and there and tackles, but that's just part of Scotland's game. But that that was quite malicious in that challenge. I mean, the way he was, the, the speed he been firing in. He knew exactly what he was doing. There was I know there was other things happened previous in the few minutes before it, which kind of got him wound up. But as captain. 31-year-old, you need to learn to kind of... You, you, you think cup. it was a sending off, Kieran? I do, I think it was. Because the, the speed he's went in, it's a, almost a scissor motion, and he's taking the man. He's not. I don't think he touched the ball, I can't remember, but I don't think he touched the ball. So for me, I, the thing is, you can't compare to... I know people keep coming out with other tackles. You can't compare to another tackle think, to then see a red card. You can do it afterwards, but there and then that referee's got to decide there and then what punishment is going to be. Um, so Kieran thinks it was sending off, fair enough, because the cynics in general, especially in our WhatsApp group, were, were, there was a big split. Where did you fall down on it? Do you think it was a sending off or not? Uh, right away, when I first saw it, I thought it was a sending off. Now, watching it back, I I think I think it's a yell. You were the one with us. The, the reason... Sorry? You were the one I thought it wasn't. Have, most of the episodes read. The reason why... Oh, I, so it was just me, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. The, re- the reason why I think... A couple of reasons why I, th- I think it... it became a red or you, or you see it as a red one of the, re- the reaction of the Ross County players all running towards him is going to influence the referee because the guy went for a yellow card before he went for the red and the other thing is I think everybody assumes and everybody says now listen I, I it's what I believe as well everybody thinks he went for him right he he, he it was premeditated he knew what he was doing and he went in and he done it but and I and the appeal, the appeals process, they can't prove that that's what was going on in his head. I mean, you can't say I meant it. That's that's not justify. That's not justifiable. And and the appeals process, you've got to look at it and what say, say is, is the tackle is it premeditated? Dangerous because it's on. And and this is maybe where my argument falls down a little bit. Is it premeditated? And a lot of people turn around and say yes because it's on the guy who had tackled him two minutes before that wound him up. But he that's tackled a, him but down. That, no, no, that's I, an assumption. You can't. You're not in Scott Brown's head. Yeah, surely, no, they, surely they can't actually prove that and do him on that. I think it's a really, really bad tackle. I think it's a really, really bad tackle. I think if the penalty. Hoopla hadn't happened, it would have been a yellow card. I think in the context of the the game overall, Tierney took two that were just as bad. Um, and Brown wanted to dive in. See if you see that whole penalty thing never happened. There'd be no need to dive in for attack. I mean, the, the, it was actually at Ross County's. No, wasn't it? It was Ross County's box. Box. So there was yeah. no need to go for, diving in for a for a for a tackle because they still had the full part to go up. So. There was no need. I mean, we've already we did a poll about it. So the reason we're talking about this is because it is obviously connected to the fact that he is now available for the Scottish Cup semi-final, which is terrific. Um, he, as Louis points out, he was likely to miss the the league game. So a pumped up and focused Scott Brown, because I don't think Rogers are allow that allow that to happen again in terms of him losing his head. No. So a focused, um, determined Scott Brown at Hamden. Honestly, you, you can't beat that sort of for no. you know that drive, as Kieran says. Um, so, from sending off point of view, we've already dealt with it. So we're we're going to move on. The penalty. Uh, do we even need to mention the penalty? Because no. it, well, it wasn't a penalty. Everybody, everybody agrees. There's no debate. Yeah, and it he was got cheating. he got too much banned today. It was cheating. Was, on, it, was it, he giving that straight? How is he giving that straight away? Because um, he didn't appeal you, it. You automatically get a too much ban, and then you can appeal it. Uh, but no, I mean for um, I mean for Sorry. Schalke. Yeah, Schalke got too much ban. So, alright, so the, obviously the, the... They didn't appeal it. Strip McLaren, McLaren's done his thing today for it. Uh, I thought it might have been like delayed because 
he would obviously have to go and kind of give his case for it. No, I don't, I don't think so. He, so they've accepted that too much ban um, should be a lot longer. Um, people are pointing out very, again, we don't want to focus too much on this, but people are pointing out, oh, you know, a lot of Rangers fans pointing out, well, uh, Dembele's dives and um, Brown's dives. Um, no penalties were given for them. Also, there's, there's, I know, I know it's, a dive is a dive, but when you dive, when there's, when there's connection, yeah. that's fine. When he, I mean, it was about... What ten centimeters, fifteen centimeters between him and um, I'd go a full Jenko. ruler. I'd go a full ruler. A full ruler, thirty centimeters. Yep, twelve inches. Um, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you know? I don't know. Who's who's I mean, uh, measuring what? I even the thing as well, Sviatchenko. He moves forward and then plants his foot down. It doesn't even attempt to make the tackle. No, it's it's it, it's, it's it's scandalous. And the guy, I mean, it's the other two that shut their eyes. It's them that see, really annoy the me. The, to be the referee, the referee the can yeah. the linesman, the referee. The referee yeah. can apologise all he wants, but that was a huge error he made. And to see see however much Schalke is um, done, he should also be punished. Yes, the referee, he should be like maybe suspended for a week because you need to be more aware. Yeah. So, in, in my opinion, so should the linesman. Mm-hmm. The two of them are in clear view of it, and there is n- no excuse for it. Whether whether you think it's just the, the guy made a mistake or whatever, I, I think that's inexcusable. And something has to be done. These guys are protected far too much. Right. But it, see that's for another it day. It doesn't just happen domestically. It can happen in the Champions League. Look at last night. Yeah, that second year card for Vidal. Yeah, there's, there's. Exactly. So uh, it happens at the highest level. So we're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so focusing on the Scottish Cup semi final, we've got our captain back. Um, we've got him available for it. Um, Kieran, it's a Scottish Cup semi final. Um, at Hamden, Celtic over the last you know decade or so have had mixed fortunes. Um, obviously we. A lot of people are turning around saying, you know, we get rid of the hoodoo for the, you know, the semi-final against um, Rangers and the fact that we beat Aberdeen in the in the League Cup. How are you feeling going into it? Um, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling confident, not arrogant confident, but I'm feeling confident that we will get we will get result. Um, I think it's shown in previous the, the previous Old Firm game that we were never at our best, but we were still not able to be beaten. So I think we're at that, and throughout the season, there's been a number of games where we've not played very well, but we're still getting results. So I feel just now against an Rangers team that are not very strong, I still feel that we will win the game. I just don't think it's going to be a scalping, like it has been, for, because it's the, the nerves will float around in the stadium, and I think the players will feel it a little bit, but... And the way Celtic always play their games, it's a very slow start. We've seen it, we talk about it all the time. The first half is usually just totally controlling the tempo of the game, controlling the possession of the ba- the game, which I feel we'll do. Um, and then I think in the second half, we'll kind of ramp up a little bit more. Um, and I, I, do feel we'll, I do feel we'll be too strong for Rangers. I mean, sometimes I mean, you can even look at the... the, the strength and depth that will be on our bench because we're going to have Rodic and Dembele back so obviously you're going to have yeah. players dropping out onto the bench so we're going to have a lot strong bench they're struggling they're putting in two kids in defence so um, I know then I know you can always say it's, it's a cup semi-final it's at Hamden it's an old firm game forms at the window and all that but I just feel this season I think we are really really strong and I feel that the players there's so much at stake that the players really want it I mean they want to help Rodgers Lavoie's always mentioned about leaving a legacy. Now I'd, I'd feel a treble in his first season, possibly undefeated. I mean, that's you can't get much better, better than that, really. So yeah. I feel they want to do that for the, the manager. Yeah, um, Louis. Um, previous results this season: five one at Celtic Park, um, which was a lot closer than people remember. One um, 0 at Hampden, which wasn't as close as the scoreline suggests. We absolutely dominated them at Hampden. Two um, one at Ibrox, where we didn't turn up for the first half an hour, and one each at Celtic Park, where we didn't turn up. <laughs> um, you know, Rangers. A lot of people could, um, you know, look at that those results and say, well, Rangers have improved over the time. Um, uh, peaks and troughs. I think Ibrox they had to have a performance of some level because they were at home. Um, at the at hand, ultimately, how do you feel they are? in a position coming into this team, uh, into this game, not necessarily from who they're going to play, but from a mentality point of view? I think they will feel, I think they'll feel confident 
Um, Which is what we want. Yeah, I think that I think they will feel confident for a number of reasons. Obviously, the 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 one one draw at uh, at Celtic Park would have done a lot for them. Now, we know for a fact Celtic did not turn up that day. There was no way we played. We did not play our best. Whether that was arrogance and and not giving them, you know not really seen them as much of a, f- a threat or whatever, but we never turned up. But they would have got a lot from that. They they then get their new manager in. Fair enough, he's had a couple of draws, but good result against Aberdeen, good result against Partick Thistle in the last last game. I think they'll be feeling confident. Although, although as Kieran says, they've got a couple of kids in defence and, you know, that is, is going to be a massive test for them. I think their arrogance and their... Uh, Feeling of entitlement will be will be absolutely at the f- at the fore on on Sunday, and I, I would I would say that was a good thing for us. Uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, we looking at how we're kind of going to line up. Um, there's been a lot of, as Kieran mentioned, you know, Rogic is, you know, he's starting to get a little bit of game time. He's came back from a long term injury. Um, Griffiths, um, who had a really bad back injury, he got some game time against Ross County. Uh, Dembele, the three of and a lot of ways three of our key players. Dembele being your your front runner number nine, and Griffiths being the guy who comes on to really tire the defenses out in the last sort of fifteen twenty minutes. Rogic being pretty much one of the most creative players in the world. Yes, shall we? Shall Let's we just, just say that? Um, so we 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 know what we've got at our disposal. Um, the last couple of games we've been there's been varying there's been different changes against Ross County we played three at the back Rogers talked about how well he, and how adaptable Kieran Tierney was playing at the back and how he could see that he could you know go into that from a tactical standpoint go into a back three I don't want that right I want Kieran Tierney bombing up the pitch mm-hmm. um, the main question on everyone's lips is why are we so bad from a centre half point of view and I'm going to start with you, Louis. Why are we so bad from a centre half point of view? And is that your biggest fear for this game? Um, no, it's 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 not my biggest fear for the game. To be honest, my biggest fear for the game is that we don't turn up again. Um, and I, I, I'm hearing Kieran talking about how he feels about the game. I'm personally, I'm quietly confident. I say quietly confident because I was, I've been, I've been very confident. Ahead of every one of the games so far, um, I was I was very confident again at the the one one draw at Parkhead. I, I really did believe that we were going to blow them away, but we never turned up. And this game, fair enough, I I don't expect them to blow them away, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did. You know, I think we're very much capable of it, and I think if the the players if the players want to they can turn it on and battle them. I think we've got gears to go up that we have not... I mean, we've been in pretty much second gear for the last, I don't know, couple of months. I would say we've been coasting. I, I wouldn't say that we've really stuck our necks out and, you know, really went for things. If those players decide that Sunday is the day where they're going to get back to the form that they showed in the Champions League, the form they showed at the beginning of the season, I think they could absolutely do it. Um, the centre-backs, for me... I, I was quite impressed with Yozo at the weekend. Um, from a playing point of view and a man point of view, see when he put that boy in the floor, that was fantastic. From a, we need a from gif. A man point we of need view. a gif of that. He just, when Brown gets sent off, Brown get decked, and he just went, oh, you threw him to the ground. Fantastic stuff. Um, but I, I was impressed with him during the game. I like Big Yozo. Um, who his partner is does worry me slightly. Um, I did see a few people saying today about. Getting Lustig back in, playing him centre half. Is he injured? No, he's just he's just been. Uh, no, I think, it, I think it's that he was had a wee an, a wee niggle. Oh, he is, he is available. He is available for for Sunday. Um, Both him and Boya, I suppose they were kind of having a, a a wee niggle. I, I I think I think personally. You play Boyata and Yozo. Yeah. Because Eric no. seems... Eric didn't have a good game at the weekend. He seems to be really... But he keeps getting I think, out. That's the problem. He's of now, course, he's of not, course. He's now not getting a run of games anymore. He's now one uh, here and an out and an out. And you can't really get a bit of consistency. Even yourself. He's struggling for confidence. Problem. And at times he's trying too hard. And we, we all know what he was like at the game at Ibrox. 
he was absolutely horrid and horrid yes absolutely Terrific. horrid and, and to put him to to put him in this game at Hamden, I mean, he made his debut at Hamden. He scored against Rangers at Hamden last season. Of course, he played in that infamous but, uh, a cracking, game, yeah. cracking header. But he doesn't look the confident, commanding guy that he was when he came into that team. I think he, you know, I, I've been critical of, of Eric, not because, again, we don't take any joy in it. I, I just feel I've always felt he's kind of missing something. Um, I still think I still believe that to this day. I don't think he's ever been really that commanding. Um, I don't think we have. I think Jozo's twenty. I think Jozo's twenty-one. I think Eric is uh, is the type of guy. I think we've got three three centre halves who will go about their business. If they had someone beside them who was telling them what to do, and John Terry um, telling them how to. No, I'm not saying we should sign John Terry. What I'm saying is, I think until we have an experienced campaigner, Kyle Tuzer. Once in a, he wants another playing year. Would Probably it, he's going to put in the coaching side of it. Would it be the worst thing to bring Cole in? Not really. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily. Oh, saying, for the game. I'm not saying for this game. No. I'm just mean to, to to ease him back in because, frankly, the idea. Of, I know we keep we're, we're try to focus on this game, but the idea of moving forward with those centre halves. I mean, Jozo is clearly talented. We just need to take the well, best out of him. And but Boyata has qualities, but the two of them together, they, they don't look like. They're on the same wavelength. Like, you know, like I'll bring Kieran in for this if you want to comment. I'm, on. I'm kind of similar. I was a big fan of Eric. I still am, and I'd like to see that he can get better and decision making can be a lot. I mean, I, I think when it, when commanding, I mean, commanding overall, yes, he's possibly not got that, but he's a very he's a very good winner ahead of the ball. Uh, many times I've seen him defensively. His defensive work can be quite good. Um, it's just. But then every defender can't be 100% right all the time. So when he makes a decision and it doesn't work, then that's always going to happen. The unfortunate thing is when he makes a decision that goes wrong, sometimes he can get penalised too heavy for it. Like, for instance, there was the Wycon yeah. uh, chance. Um, but with that, I mean, we've, we've, also, we've, always get, we've also got a top quality keeper behind them as well. So they do have a kind of a last chance to kind of prevent the goal. Um, but I do feel on Sunday he'll go four four two. He won't go but three to back because three to back would then be three against their three strikers. Because I assume they'll play Gardner, Wycon, and Miller like he's played for most of it. So that would be like three on three. So that would be too much. So I think he would play a four four two, um, and obviously the winger, the, the the fullbacks would push the two wingers further back, which means they won't really be in our half too much. Um, so I would see I would go with the four, the, the four, and I think it would be. Yozombiata. I know you're going to say they that. They two seem to be the one that he seems to be. But he did say that he plays Eric and Yozo and depending on the opposition. Yeah. But I can't remember what type of opposition would, would decide which player plays. Well, the last time we played um, Rangers, it was Boyata and Yozo. So, um, so it means like maybe the big games as Yozo and Boyata. I think Eric has made big mistakes in the big games. Um, and he's made big mistakes against Rangers. Um, the, I, we kind of put we didn't weren't necessarily looking for questions, but we've had some questions in, um, and one of them is from Brendab, um, and it's a big one. Roberts or James? So Roberts or Forrest? Okay. Now we're looking at how. Now I know you're cynical, ironically enough, um, about what. James, um, sorry, what Roberts contributes. In my opinion, he is a class act. I think he should be starting ahead of James Forrest. Forrest showed in the last two games against Rangers that when the chips are down, when it comes to big pressure games, um, a wee kick and he's away. Um, he's, he doesn't contribute a lot. He, he, his head goes down. Who are you talking about, James Forrest? James Forrest, specifically but, against but, the, specifically the last two games against Rangers. Remember how we played in the final against Aberdeen in the League Cup? Specifically, I'm talking about I know, I know. Rangers. Because as much as people... It's performance. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a different type of pressure. Um, and I, for, personally, from my standpoint, it's Patrick Roberts every day of the week. But Forrest has got more of a discipline to help out defensively than what Roberts does. Well, why didn't he help what? out... He didn't help out at Ibrox. Ibrox for me was the worst performance I've ever seen for him in the first 45 minutes. Yeah. A boy who basically hugged the byline and never got near anybody and never done anything with the ball. It was similar. Was it, was similar it was similar at Celtic Park. But, 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 listen, for, but, but for there's me, no V Wallace this time. So 
Wallace. inferior decision against against Wallace, where he doesn't feel that he can always beat him. But now the he's up against a kid. He's up against he's up against a, a boy a lot younger and with less experience than what he does. He should be bossing him. But the yeah. other thing is he's got to track back. If he up against Barry Mackay, that was the thing in the the Ibrox game. He made Barry Mackay look good because he never got back to help Lustig, and he never done anything with the ball. And this boy's taking the ball and all right, not creating a crazy number of chances but he was still beating Lustig and making himself look good for, for me personally I, I will say this that, that that goal at the weekend by Paddy Roberts that was just absolute quality I mean the boy showed in, in that that one goal for me I don't know it, it just the, the penny dropped for me slightly so you but know keeper- I don't Mm, keeper, should we start? Uh, sk- the sk- keeper's his body, but the skill, the yeah, skill, skill to get in that position. Oh, the, the skill oh, is to size the boy up, wait for ah, his opportunity, and then do him like that. Of, that. of course, he's done it in the Champions League. Yeah, he's got talent. To of do course, that. but uh, you, you can't deny the, the quality that the boy has. Right, fantastic. But. <laughs> I, I like I'm 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 a fan. I don't want you to think that I don't like him. I I, I do like to wind some money up. Um, this game, I was talking to Kieran about this earlier. <coughs> For this game, I would start Paddy. Now, I I like what James Forrest brings to the team. A a James Forrest who's up for it brings a hell of a lot to the team, and and I, if if I could guarantee that James Forrest would turn up, I'd play him ahead of Paddy, but I can't. And I also think, to a certain extent, Paddy Roberts might not play in the final because he might be away with England. It will be his last big chance to really show us what he can do and show everybody what he can do. I mean, he could go back down to England and go into obscurity and we don't see him again. Because realistically, that might happen (coughs) in Man City. This might be his last big stage to perform on for a wee while, right? I think the boy will be up for it. And I think he will really take it to them. And I think he could end up being being very, very important for us in the game. Yeah, I mean, so I would start him. Um, but then so he needs to show that in training this week for Rogers to choose him. But Rogers seems to choose Forrest over Roberts a lot. There's been a lot of the games recently. Forrest, I mean, Roberts has been starting because he's been starting as a striker. But previous to that, he would only start when Forrest was injured. Forrest never starts on the bench. Yeah. So Rogers seems to see something in Forrest. That he would rather have in the pitch than he would do in yeah, Roberts. I, I, I don't. I, don't I, I, I wouldn't like to think it's not a punishment, but it's a case of do you know what? You're not going to be here next year. You're not even going to be here for the end of the season. So you can just be my squad player, and when I require to have you, I will do that. Whereas I've got Forrest, who I've put a bit of faith in because I've given another contract. Um, I've seen him kind of get back to the, the the levels that we were we were used to a number of years ago with him. And he's passive. I don't think he'll have a ball. I don't think he'll have a ball. I don't, I don't think he will either. I, I, I get what Kieran's saying, though. Um, <clears throat> what I would say is there are two very different types of players with two very different uh, sets of attributes. Yeah. Um, Patrick Roberts isn't going to beat a guy for pace the way Roberts will. Roberts um, Forrest isn't going to beat a guy with technique or skill the way Roberts will. Uh, so, I mean, it, that's the beauty of it. We've got two guys who have different attributes because we know for a fact Sinclair's going to be on the left. Yeah, we know that Scott Brown's going to play. We know that it's going to be Lustig and Tierney. I don't think and people are saying about Gamboa. It won't be. It will be Lustig and Tierney. Stuart Armstrong. Will play. Stuart Armstrong will definitely play. The big question mark is: Will is is Roderick ready? Yes. Now you're saying that because he's your idol. You love him. From your heart of hearts, do you think this is the right game to throw him in? In that, considering the challenges that are going to be put about, how? Quickly, how 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 recently he came back from injury? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's nah? Exactly. That, that, that's, this 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 for me. This is this is Tam Rogic's perfect game. He's on a massive pitch at Hamden, loads of space. We look at a cup final. Yeah, eh? look at exactly. Look at the, the the game against Aberdeen. He showed his quality. Scored. It was magnificent. I, I, I think it would be mad. See, even I know we used to say, and I said this on Twitter. I, I genuinely think there has been a big change in opinion on Tom Rogic while he was out. 
I, I think not everybody gave him the credit that he deserved because he, he was subbed after 60 minutes. Is this and a- now I think a lot of people will say, and certainly I agree, that you you get 60 minutes out of him. Fantastic. Right. Well, we'll he, take he, it. He, here's the thing. I want to jump in. Out of sight, out of mind, and then people's minds start wandering and then they start making stuff up. Tom Rogic was finishing games, was finishing 90-minute games before he got injured. Tom Rogic, yeah. I think he finished five out of seven before he got injured. Um, now, to be fair, he got injured quite a while ago, so he has been out for, for a number of months. Um, but Tom Rogic against Man City in one of the most high-tempoed games of football I've ever seen lasted 45 minutes, 50 minutes. That's, that's he's not, He doesn't play that way every week. He can't play that every week. So, Tom Rogic... Was, that was at the beginning of the season, like you said, towards the end of... So he uh, was starting to adapt. So I mean Keenan, for you, Rogic plays, yeah. Absolutely. So Rogic because I've he, he was, aye, I would I know McGregor's done very well uh, when he's come in, but for me, Rogic does something different in that, that hole that no other player does. When we're, great, no. when, we're, when, we've, <laughs> when we've got Brown, Armstrong and McGregor, for me it's kinda like Brown's a holder and McGregor's Armstrong are the kind of box to box players. But they're engine players. They're not um, technique. They've not got a lot of technique the way that Rodgers does. I mean, he started on Saturday and uh, Sunday, and straight away you could just see how well he was playing. He was holding up the ball. The, the, I mean, the footwork he has is fantastic. Now, we struggled, I feel, January, February, March, where we were not creating enough in the last, the last third. Um, we weren't scoring enough goals, and I felt that. Rogic's loss was the other fact of he was not able to take the ball and play people in. Even having shot, I mean, we've seen some of the goals he scores as well. Um, so I feel that with him in there, he'll do a lot better. He'll be bringing more players into the game more. Because at, at times, I know Sinclair's done well, but there's times I feel Sinclair kind of goes quiet. I, 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 to be honest, I think Sinclair's been uh, quite poor the last couple of games. Um, now, Sinclair's poor isn't the same as a lot of other people's poor, in terms of he's, he will do one or two other really great... He'll do one or two great things within a game, um, but it's not as consistent as it can be. I don't think he's played particularly well. I don't think he's played particularly bad, as I say. But A lot of that's to do with, sorry, is the fact he's played in the middle. For the last yeah, yeah. number of games, when we play a back three, he becomes that kind of two behind the striker. And I think, because I felt that like on Sunday, I think when it was him and Rodgers, Rodgers was more of the ball. And Sinclair was getting kind of lost and didn't really know where to go. So sometimes the, the, the work in the, the back three doesn't quite work with Sinclair. Well, see, I disagree. I, 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 I thought it was quite interesting how we lined up. And I, I wonder if this is what, what Rodgers is kind of... Hinton might happen on Sunday, right? With the lap from sorry, jump in three one four two. It's pretty much the way we've been lining up. Yeah, so the the three at the back. But what what it allowed Rogers to do was to to obviously have Brown and Armstrong in there, um, and have keep McGregor, have McGregor and Rogic in the same team. Now, I, th- I think he really does like McGregor. We can debate whether you think he's a squad player or whatever, but I think he brings a lot of energy and, and, and he does bring a lot to the team. And I think part of the shuffling about that Bre- uh, Brendan Rodgers did was to accommodate McGregor and Rodgick into the same starting 11. So you've got, you've got Brown and Armstrong and what they bring. You've got the energy of McGregor. You've got the creativity of Rogic, you've still got Sinclair, and you've still got Forrest, and you've got Dembele up top. Now, for me, Sinclair, I think Sinclair's been moved into the middle so that he can influence the game more. I think sometimes when he has been out in the wing, where he has, for, to be fair, over the piece, done his best work, sometimes he's... he's at times struggled to influence stuff, and he's maybe... Him and, and Tierney are trying to run into the same space. He does obviously love to cut inside, but I think by starting them in there, you're 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 actually causing a bit of confusion in the in the opposition's back four because they don't know who to pick up because we've got so many people in there. Yeah, to a, to a certain extent. So I think having Rogic and Sinclair in the middle like that, you've still got the option of moving them out to the wing. You've got Forrest on the other wing, and you've got McGregor, Brown, and Armstrong bringing quite a lot of energy pace and mobility into the middle of the park I, I think it works well it might work well <clears throat> I don't think we have utilised it enough 
to the point where you would use it against uh, in a semi-final. I think we, again, I've mentioned it, I think we go back, Lustig, Tierney, uh, Jozo, Boyata, Brown, Armstrong, Rogic, Sinclair, Pat or Forrest, that's, I think most people would kind of debate which one, um, and obviously Dembele up top. Potentially, you could do uh, Jozo Simunovic and uh, Michael Lustig at centre-half with Gamboa. Again, has Gamboa played enough games that he, you know, is going to be ready for a game at Hamden, is what I'm saying? I don't know. I think he looks he looks good when he plays. But again, as Kieran says, he's a guy bringing guys in from the cold a little bit. Also, the issue with Gamboa is you didn't have two flying fullbacks. I yeah. don't think he likes that. I think he likes having Lustig as a right back who doesn't out push, almost. Doesn't, he pushes forward when he knows he can do something, but not push forward just for the hell of it. Whereas Tierney's got the pace and the stamina I mean, up and down that To be honest, we, we're a, we are a back four when we defend, but we're a back three when we attack because, yeah. you know, Lustig gives that and kind of thing he cuts in. Um, but, sorry, one point. I was just going to say what one of the things that under Lennon, I remember all the times um, queuing outside Falcha in town for the, for the games when Lennon was the manager, you would look at the team and go, what is that? Wait, I can't believe he's put him in. Lennon loved to sp- spring a surprise in these games in terms of personnel, whether throwing somebody in or whatever. I wonder if we'll see that from Rogers. I, I, I don't think it's Rogers' way of doing things, but I thought, is there anything that anybody thinks in terms of a surprise? The one that we've talked about earlier, I was going to mention this earlier, possibly Colo. Colo coming in at centre half. Could, would, that would be a surprise. No one would really be expecting. He's not that. started the game since not, December. Not yeah, I know. I Jeff wouldn't was, imagine it's Griffiths going to happen. Another surprise: the fact that Dembele's fit, and then he used Griffiths instead of Dembele. That would be another big surprise. Don't see that happen. To be perfectly honest, um, I, I get but your point. The, I, I think. I think. To be honest, Rogic's been involved the last two games. Um, he, you know, he's, he's still get finding his feet. If Rogic wasn't picked, that wouldn't be a surprise. But it would be disappointing. But it wouldn't be a surprise. Mm. So, as the, I don't, I, 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 I honestly, I don't think we've got a diverse enough squad in terms of where he wants to go moving forward. That there's anyone we've the guys who play, uh, we can pick the team. Yeah, Roberts, but, Roberts but, or Roger, unless he plays, unless he drops Patrick uh, Roberts and Forrest and he plays, you know, McGregor out wide. Yeah, uh, the other the other one for me, I thought that which would be a very kind of Lennon move would be to play a buoy. No, well, no, I I, w- I wouldn't want that because I think he's he's still too rash and too raw for a game like this. But that's the type of thing that Lennon done in the past. Just wonder if we'll ever see that from Rogers. Well, you know, the funny, ironically enough, today um, there was an article on this Celtic website, and it was Ibui quoting that he's now ready, ready to start, games. ready to start games. Now, we, is it? You know, could Armstrong in your number ten position, Brown and Kwasi? You know, moving forward, that's not that's not a bad idea. You know what I mean? But as for now, I don't know. Um, just uh, what uh, we've went way over already. Okay, <laughs> we cannot talk. Uh, looking at our last six games. Uh, Celtic's last six games, uh, they've drawn three. Rangers' last um, six games, one, two, three, four, five, six, they have drawn two, drawn three. Dro- sorry, drawn three, um, and won three. So it's exactly the same sort of, you know, mirroring up. Obviously, they're doing Peachy, Peachy. Peachy, Peachy. Uh, looking at Rangers, um, uh, thoughts? Kieran, how are you feeling um, about them specifically? Um, I've printed off some of the kind of lineups from how they played. Um, you know, because there's obviously there's there's varying different interpretations of how Rangers have, have been lining up. But um, over the last two games, um, he has chopped and changed or not? Yeah, not chopped and changed, but he has played different formations over the last three or four ga- or his last three or four games, where he's went from two up top, or he's had one up top with kind of two wide men. Kind of similar to us, the way they have Miller, Mackay, Waghorn, we have Dembele, Sinclair and uh, Forrest, obviously it's a, that, that, a poor man's version of it. But That's what I was just going to say, that the way they lined up against Partick Thistle, uh, 4-2-3-1, basically exactly the same as what we do. I wonder if he, he is possibly just going to try and match us up, just try and match both teams up. You know, we I think that would be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've seen... We've seen uh, 
Jose Mourinho, man mark uh, the life out of Hazard in the Man U Chelsea game. And, you know, man marking someone totally and solely in a, in a game is not really the done thing these days. I wonder if uh, if he might try, Pedro Cuxinha might try and do something like that on, you know, Tam Rogic, for example, in the middle of the park if he's starting. I mean, um, see, the thing is, you can watch tapes all you want and you can analyse and scout from afar. He'll definitely have done his homework. Oh, he, know he knows. He'll, he'll, yeah. I'm surprised we don't know the team already. But the thing about Tam Rogic is until you actually are on the pitch. Now, as fans in the, sta- in, in the stands or watching on TV, we still don't see half the stuff he does. No, you know the way the way Rogers talks about them and the stuff. The way he finds space. So I mean, Rogic. Now, so they've. What I would say about them is they've for the last three games have said played the same back five. No option because of injuries, but that's still a uh, consistency. And they've what they've conceded no goals in the last three games. So you know the, the level of opposition. Partick Thistle, who drew with us, and actually, let's be honest, Partick Thistle had a, a really good hardworking team. Aberdeen, Don't who offer an awful lot going forward. They, they don't, but they're still hard to break down and, you know, don't like giving them credit, but give them credit for winning. Um, Aberdeen, who they were absolutely dominated against, Aberdeen took them to task and they still came away with it. Fair enough. Uh, and then Kilmarnock, which was a, a draw. Um, again, that game kind of could have went could have went either way. Listen, Moussa Dembele up against Bates and Wilson. I will take that any day of the week. Fantastic news. Well, well, Wilson is a, a, a very, very slow. Uh, Tavernier is very tactically inept. Um, Beerman, I don't know anything about. I'm not going to kid on it. I've seen, I've seen him. I've seen the Aberdeen game and I've seen the Kilmarnock game, and he just looks like a young boy. But he wasn't in any way sort of pressed or harried. I actually thought he did well against um, Johnny Hayes um, at the uh, the Aberdeen game. Um, and so, you know, clearly if we're looking at, if we're looking at obviously they're back four, very, very inexperienced. Um, but forming a unit, fair enough, give them that. You know, he's, he's switching between a sort of uh, a two sitting and a three sitting um, looking at that, looking at Toral, Holt, and Heinemann, let's see them as a, a sort of sort of a trifecta, sort of triangle in there. Toral's got a good pass on him. Um, Heinemann's got a lot of energy, and Holt's kind of Scott Brown, a poor man Scott Brown. Fearful in terms of, do you think that if they did line up man for man, it would just be a case of they wouldn't find the space. Mm, yeah, I mean, if, as long as as long as our, our midfield need to control the game against them, if we do that, we will not have an issue. If they maybe get in our faces a little bit and kind of put us off a little bit, is that the fear? There's a, there's a slight fear they could do that, but they shouldn't have because we should have the confidence, uh, the belief that we are better than them, our three midfielders, and that we should really be in and about them. And I, I, I think we'll definitely target them in the wide areas. I think we'll try and definitely exploit them out wide. That's why... Because, because yeah. the, 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 I don't care what you say, this Beerman boy I think has impressed a lot of Rangers fans in, in the last few games and, and that's fair enough. But it's his first game against us at Hamden in a semi-final. There's no chance that boy is not going to have a bit of the fear. When I watched him, fair enough, he done all right a couple of times uh, in the Aberdeen game. He also didn't do very well a couple of occasions yeah. and looked very, very naive. I mean, so and, and Tavernier can't defend. No, so, he's tactically an I think he moves forward when he shouldn't and he doesn't know when to track back. Looking at Beerman though, um, he's going to be up against... And that's where... As we talked about, you know, this team picks itself with the exception of the right-hand side. If Forrest, you know, we, as I was saying, you know, Forrest has, is, is disappointed in the last two old firm games. But if Forrest is up against uh, Beerman and Forrest gets the better of him within, this is the thing we always say, um, if Forrest gets the better of him, then, you know, Kieran, just before Kieran needs to, to hit the road, uh, Kieran, what are your p- prediction? Um, three nil. This is us. Who's scoring? Dembele will get two, and Big Tam will go one. So I mean, uh, from that point of view, Kieran's given us his prediction: three 0 uh, two for Denver's Denverino. 
predictions from from your your point of view, how you how you thinking it's going to go? I do think they I, I do think they'll score partly because of the concerns that we've talked about at centre half for us, um, and you know it would be just a thing for the likes of Kenny Miller to pop up and grab a goal. So I'm I'm going to give them one goal, but I I as I say, I'm quietly confident. I think three one if. Their heads go down four one, but right. I, I I do think we'll win by a couple of goals. What's the key? What is your key issue with this game? What does Celtic need to do? In my opinion, Celtic need to come out of the traps straight away. We haven't done it for the last two games. At Ibrooks, we they always we, do it against us. They always do it. Yeah. So we need to counter that. And the fact is, unless we come out within the first twenty minutes and really stamp our authority in this game, I think I'm not saying we're going to lose it, but I think the game could get away from us a little bit. I think the, the longer it goes. You know, the longer it goes goalless, or, or or the longer the game is a draw, the better for them, and the more more belief that they will gain. Yeah, you know? and that, that's the thing, though. People will say, "Oh, we've got the better players. We're so far ahead." That's fine, but football doesn't work like that. You know yeah. that yourself. And um, there's plenty of t- times and opportunities where you look back and you say, "You know, we should have done this, or we should have done that." Let's not make this one. I think it's going to be tight. I think it actually might be two one. Uh, you're a hundred percent right. Kenny Miller will score. Because he always just fucking manages to right. I like him or loathe him, he finds space like he's a new loving turns. Aye, um, so Miller will definitely score, uh, and I can see. I think Dembele will get one, and Stewart. Yeah. So just go Um The pressure of the treble. Does that play a part in this? I think it. I think you would have to assume that it will. I think. I mean, we realistically we've got two games left in our season. Now it could go either way. It could be, as you say, would you not say three games? If if you think about them at Ibrox as well, I don't think that. I I've said this a number of times. I don't place. I, I'm not do or die over this unbeaten run. I'm I'm the same. I, I'm, for me, the treble is the most important thing. So for me, it's two games. I mean, I'd happily go to Ibrox. If we come away from Ibrox with a draw and everybody's happy with their their unbeaten run and all that, great. But it's not a, a major thing to me. For me, it's all about the treble and winning those, winning that last trophy of the year. So for me, it's two games. I think, I think it could go either way. The, the players could feel the pressure because let's face it: if Rangers win on Sunday, they stop our unbeaten run and they they deny us the treble. Yeah, you know. So we do have we do have I, I suppose a lot to lose. Um, but at the same time, that could that absolutely could galvanise the players. There's no doubt, and Rogers has admitted it since we won the league. He's preparing for this game. He's preparing. He's been preparing for this for weeks, um, and and training and the games, getting players game time. This is what the last kind of three weeks have been built up towards, and I think I, I don't think he will let it. I, I think he will absolutely hammer it home to the players this week and, and Scott Brown as well that this is it and this is the time to perform. I think well, I think I think your your best players I think flourish in these scenarios and I think the likes of Dembele, Sinclair, Rogic, Paddy Roberts, I really do have a belief that they boys are gonna turn up this weekend. Um you know um there's a reason that we've only done the treble, you know, twice in our sort of History, yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of Celtic fans, um, including friends of mine, are kind of expecting the treble, which is dangerous, dangerous sort of yeah. ground. Um, I think if 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 it doesn't inspire you to go and win this game, and it doesn't inspire you to just go on and win the final if we get there, touch wood, um, then nothing should. I like. And you know, I'll bring it back to Scotland versus Georgia, and I always do. Um, when when Scotland were playing Georgia in Georgia, if they'd won that game, they would have probably would have qualified for the Euros. Yep. Gordon Strachan said, "There's no pressure on them, and we don't have to win this game." Players react to pressure, mm-hmm. and the the more pressure a guy like I, in my opinion, a guy like um, Dembele or Sinclair has, the better they perform. Champions League games would show you that, for example. Yep. Um, then you got other players like Sviachenko who the more pressure they have, 
the less they perform. You know, they put the more the poorer they perform. So I mean, the pressure being at Celtic is pressure, and that's it's as simple as that. And and if you if you can't stand up to it, we need to know as as quickly as possible. And there's no doubt that each one of those players will be desperate to win a treble. I mean, yeah. they will know the significance of winning, that having a clean sweep of titles domestically. That they will want it as professionals. So, I've, I, I do believe. I mean, I disagree with Kieran slightly when Kieran said earlier about he sees this as the the this game being more difficult than the final. For me, I think the final is always the the most difficult, high pressured game of the whole thing. Yeah, you know. By it, we have not won. We will not win the treble by beating Rangers at the weekend. We will just get to the final. Correct. Lovely, you know. lovely, lovely way of putting that. Very classy. That's why you're the owl. Um, the other semi-final is um, Hibs versus Aberdeen. Um, two, two massive clubs. Two, this two second and third biggest club in Scotland. Uh, yes, I would say that. Yeah, one two of the oldest clubs in Scotland, yep. certainly. Um, very prestigious. Um, how do you think Aberdeen will do? We we saw, you know, uh, looking back over the last couple of years, um, Aberdeen have bottled it in various semi-finals. Yeah. Um, they bottled it against St Johnston when St Johnston won the cup. Um, when they got to the final against us, they bottled it. Um, well, I mean, as much as they bottled it, we we destroyed them. Um, what Aberdeen will turn up? Well, I think I think Aberdeen are somewhat of a wounded animal after what happened to them in the in the game against Rangers. To be honest, I think that was embarrassing from them because they they did dominate Rangers in that game. I mean, I watched the game up until the goal, which was poorly defended. Um, and the build up to it, it was a cracking finish. To be fair, by Kenny Miller, but until that goal. Aberdeen were the better team. They they came out in the second half and they looked very good. They they very much took the game to the Rangers in the second half and that goal undone them. Um, And then after that, the heads went and and that was why they get the the three goals. But I think that was a bit of an embarrassment because of the build-up they'd had. And I think they, they will have... I think they'll have the bit, bit between their teeth again to say, no, no, we are the second best team in Scotland. And I think... I think this is another chance for them to possibly prove that against a Hibs team that have won won the league with three games to spare in the Championship. They won the Scottish Cup last season. You know, they're the champions. They, they are. are they're the, yep, legitimately, I, they are. They are. I suppose the the team to beat. beat yeah. Um, so I I do think Aberdeen will turn up. And they are now in a position almost that Celtic were in before Brendan Rodgers came in. They've almost got a bit of a hand in hoodoo. Yeah. Um, they crumbled against us in the League Cup. They have to go over that. And, and this is, I, I suppose, a, a good chance against a team who technically are from a league below. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. If you actually kind of look at the teams and, and, and how they play and, you know, Hibs aren't the most uh, pretty to watch just now but they are winning football and that's I think that's when Neil Lennon came in he brought he came in and he brought a mentality um of determination and uh, just winning winning factor I know a lot of Hibs fans who you know they're not necessarily that happy with the the way Hibs are winning games because it's quite laborious at times but Get back up there. Like Lennon Celtic team. Yeah, get back up there, regroup, and then see what you can do. I mean, obviously, they've got bought, they've got match winners, winners, and, you know, guys like John McGinn and Cummings. Um, it's yourself, Gredo. It's yourself. Um, and then, obviously, Aberdeen have got McLean, who's in terrific form just now, and Hayes, and again, talk about swan songs. This could be McGinn and Hayes's um, swan song, as well as someone like Ross Jack, who's pretty much indicated that there's a massive possibility that he, he won't go uh, he won't stay he'll probably yeah. head to England um, Effie get player of the year uh, player of the month for for Hibs he's a good player when there's not a lot of pressure on him yeah absolutely um, I think he's he's not good enough for Celtic but that doesn't mean he's not a good player I mean I think he, I think it's great to see him Getting an award like that, and and he, by all means, he's getting great reviews at Hibs. Um, I don't think it's necessarily. In some respects, I was thinking about this. It's not necessarily that he's found his level. I don't. I think he's better than the Scottish Championship. He's just not one. He he, he couldn't function in the Celtic team. I think. I think it would be great if he stayed with Hibs. 
You know, I don't know if that's something that he would want to do. I, I, I remember, was it in, in January or before, he had offers to go to France as well as down in England, obviously with a move that didn't turn out at Blackburn. But he had offers to go to other places on the continent. I wouldn't be surprised if he took up an offer like that before Hibs. But you never know. He's on a good thing. He's with a manager that he knows. He, he wouldn't... Sure manager he wouldn't, that some. He wouldn't have to move. Things like that. I mean... Lennon took a wee bit of a gamble as well because he did get his fingers burnt with Effie um, and he, he obviously showed a lot of faith in him to take him to Hibs so it'll be interesting to see if he, he tries to keep him yeah I, I think I don't think he'll stay I think he'll I think he'll make I think he'll go to the championship whether they could afford his wages as well. yeah that's the other thing um, just looking at this game um, against Scottish I think it's a hard one to call Um as you say, you know you you helped you obviously created the rundown. What what Aberdeen will turn up? Um, I'm going to go with Hibs on this one. I can see an all green and white final um, come come May. Um, Lennon versus Rogers, uh, Celtic versus Hibernian. Uh, uh, I think that'd be a terrific day out in May. Um, yeah, I can see. I I think Hibs will do this. I think Hibs will beat Aberdeen. I think this could be Derek McInnes's potentially his last match. As manager, um, I, I think he'll go in the summer. I think he's taken them as far as he can. Uh, will a Paul Hartley then become manager of Aberdeen? I think he certainly deserves it. Whether it happens or not, who knows? Um, so yeah, my prediction would be that Hibs will beat Aberdeen by again a close two goals to one. Thoughts? Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think the Hibs players have absolutely been enjoying themselves this week <laughs> um, after winning the championship. And I just wonder whether that, you know, we don't know because we're not football players, but I wonder what it is like, and even from a management point of view, to refocus players ahead of a game like this. When you've, I mean, getting getting promotion was the, the obvious number one target. To win the league and get promotion is an absolute bonus. To defend the cup, win the league and get promotion? Yeah, I, I don't know, I, I just wonder how focused they will be. Will they be a wee bit more relaxed because they've uh, they've achieved their ultimate goal this, this year? Um, of course they'll want to defend it, but for me, I think Aberdeen will will just be too determined to to prove people wrong, and I, and I think Aberdeen will win it. Um, I, but I, I agree with you, I think it'd be great to see an all-green-and-white final. Wouldn't that cop, cop it off? Score score wise, I, I I agree. I think it'll be close. Um, I'm actually going to go one 0 Aberdeen. Just to confirm that um, if there was a third place playoff um, and Celtic and Hibs got to the final, I think Aberdeen would win the third place playoff. Absolutely. I mean, there isn't. Let's create that. Let's let's do that. Looking well. Uh, okay, that's our podcast. We were aiming for forty minutes and we've hit the hour. Um, as we always do we ramble on uh, hope you enjoyed it um, we are 90 Minute Cynic you can get us on Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic that's where we uh, promote our podcast most um, we're on Spreaker Spreaker.com slash D90 Minute Cynic we're also on iTunes give us a little search um, if you could subscribe and also leave a positive comment if you could would you leave even it? if you can't be bothered leaving a comment if you just give us 5 stars that'd be terrific that would be awesome that's very simple 4 stars don't work either the 3 or 2 or 1 so just 5 what are we on in terms of all the other stuff what are other platforms we're on everything so if you've got a, a podcast app on your phone chances are if you google or if you search within it for 90 Minute Cynic you'll find us you created a, a lovely little video we'll, we'll put that out again tomorrow just yes. so everyone can can figure out what to do um, we're on Facebook facebook.com slash 90 minutes cynic Instagram and Flipboard search for them at your your, your own peril I guess <laughs> yes. would be the word uh, thanks to Kieran Harron as always uh, Louis McCaffrey DJ 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 Louis McCaffrey um, uh, thanks as always Louis thank you we'll be back next week and we might have a special guest but we'll get that confirmed I'm Chris Gallagher we are the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road.
the mind.